you're listening to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Rydell. Each week, I'll bring you conversations with some of the most passionate, hardworking, and limitless thinkers on this earth who have a story to share, a brand that inspires, or a fire inside of them to live life on their own terms. The intention behind each episode is simple. And that's to include you in these conversations so that you can learn, apply, and grow in your own life and in your business. If I can share one quick secret with you before we begin, it's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us. But perhaps somewhere along the line, someone told you to play small, to play safe, and that led you to live an ordinary life. Tuning into Visionary Life will help you dust off the limiting beliefs you carry around so that you can begin to create your own most visionary life. It's in you. It's in all of us. Let's dive in. Why, hello there. I meant to get this episode up in 2020, but then I realized over the last 10 days, I had an opportunity to pretty much take 80% of my time off just due to how the holidays sat. And I just decided, you know what? I have not had a break like this since March of 2020 when COVID happened and, you know, we had to cancel our travel and I was at home a lot and deciding to show up and to serve. And I've kind of been running on I don't even know, running on this adrenaline, I would say, since March. And I haven't really given myself a true break. We did take a two or three day holiday back in the summer, but, you know, just to have that extended period of time off has been truly amazing. Um, So welcome. I mean, if you're new here, this is the final episode of season six. If you've been with us for the last 150 episodes, then this is also still the last episode of season six. Now, if this is one of the first episodes you're listening to, I'd probably suggest going to check out one of the other epic episodes that we shared in the last six months um, in producing season six of the podcast for you. We sat down with people like marketing guru Michael Roderick to talk about how to build a brand that is referable. He is truly one of my idols. We talked with Mitchell Stern, who is the marketing director of Station Cold Brew, which is a bottled beverage company that has absolutely been crushing it. And he is a marketing genius as well. We sat down with Julie Bednarski. She's the founder of the brand Healthy Crunch, who makes these amazing school-approved granola bars and chia jams, and their products are absolutely delicious, but also like the most healthy and no sugar. So that's a great episode. We talked with Allie Walker, who is a mindful country music artist, Mark LaFleur, who started the a meat subscription box called True Local. So if you just scroll back in the archives, there's so much for you guys to listen to or catch up on if you missed some of these awesome episodes. Um, the reason why I'm sitting down here today is really to share a wrap up of my year of 
the season six of the podcast and, and really set up for what's coming in season seven. So right now I am prepping season seven of the Visionary Life podcast. So yes, we are coming back for another season. And that means I'm in the process of recording new episodes, which will begin to air at the end of January. And in this upcoming season, we'll be chatting with a variety of online business owners, brick and mortar shop owners, brand builders, and a lot of top marketers. So you are going to find so much value. And I must say, this is going to be the best season yet. I know that because when I sit down for these interviews, I'm nervous because these are some of my idols, people I look up to, people I've been studying their craft for many, many years, people who have audiences that are 20 times the size of mine. So you're definitely going to want to make sure you are subscribed. Uh, The show is coming back at the end of January and we've got a whole lot of amazing episodes. So I've already recorded interviews with Connor Carrick. He's a current NHL defenseman who plays for the New Jersey Devils. Even if you're not a hockey fan, you're going to love this episode because he is somebody who is always looking to grow both personally and professionally. And his dedication and really how he got into the NHL um, is a true testimony to how hard of a worker he is. I also recorded interviews with Jen Pike, who is a hormone nutritionist and a very savvy entrepreneur. She talks all about how she launched a Pilates studio many years ago, faced burnout, uh, eventually closed it down and sold it and took her business online and shares a lot of juicy tips about building your, your target audience and knowing who they are. I also sat down with Jonathan Goodman. He's the founder of the Personal Training Development Center, and he's a visionary leader in the personal training industry. And recently had a conversation with an author. Uh, His name is Michael F. Shine. He talks all about how to create hype in your business. So he talks about the indispensable secrets from the world's greatest propagandists, self-promoters, cult leaders, mischief makers, and boundary breakers. So those are just some of the episodes I've recorded already, but upcoming, we have people like Sarah Monica. She is a already two-time guest of the show, but coming back for a third time, we'll be talking with Jesse Chappis, who is the host of the Ultimate Health Podcast, which is one of the number one podcasts on the health and alternative charts right now. We're going to be talking with Natalie Bright, who one of my students, um, Sandra Spencer, shout out to Sandra. She introduced me to Natalie Bright, who is a conscious business coach and goodness, everything she posts and talks about in relation to um, ethical marketing and conscious business growth is something we all need to hear. So you're going to love that episode. We've got Dr. Stephanie Estima coming on the show. You might be familiar with her brand new book, uh, the Betty body guide and the creator of the Estima diet as well. If you're somebody who has, um, been part of her nutrition coaching and wow, I am just I'm so excited for season seven. I've always loved doing this show, no matter who I'm talking to, because I'm the one that's curating the guests. But in this season, I really did think about what is going to benefit you all the most, because I know that so many of you listening, you, you're visionaries, first of all. So you want people who think big and dream big and see the world with fresh eyes. And a lot of you are early stage or aspiring 
business owners, right? Maybe you have your own freelance business. You're a consultant. You built an online course. You are creating some sort of ebook that you want to get out into the world. And all of these people are going to be sharing actionable wisdom for you and really giving you an inside look into their frameworks for success. So cannot wait. Um, and yeah, just a reminder again, if you want to make sure you get these episodes, definitely subscribe to the show. So now I want to take a second and reflect on the year that has passed. So it's January 4th at the time of this recording and reflecting back on the year, I almost can't believe what happened, right? Like January was pretty normal. I was traveling. I went to LA for a business conference and then I went to Mexico for a wedding and then in February, I was traveling, or I think in March, I was traveling to BC, so British Columbia, the West Coast of Canada. And, you know, things were pretty normal up until early March. And then all of a sudden, COVID, <laughs> this global pandemic, this collective global experience that united all of us. And while a lot of people chose to retreat and, and kind of say, all right, this is not a time for me to show up. This is not the time for me to get on my soapbox and speak or use my platform to share. I felt this inner calling to put my pedal down or push. What's the expression here? Put the pedal to the metal. (laughs) And I wanted to help because one of my superpowers is positivity and optimism and seeing the future, seeing a great future when nobody else does. And in this pandemic, I saw people contracting and they were retreating and deciding, oh, well, this year's a write-off or, oh, let's just take these two weeks of lockdown, which obviously we know it extended way beyond that, but why don't I just take two weeks to retreat in my cave and forget about it? And I saw this opportunity to get on a rocket ship. I thought, okay, well, I'm feeling good. I'm investing in my own coaching right now. So I had people leading me through this global crisis. And I thought, you know what? I need to double down and I want to show up for the visionary community. So as most of you know, we have the visionary method, which is group coaching. And then I also have private coaching. And I also do a lot of community outreach where I have free webinars and masterclasses. I've got the podcast and I thought, what better time than now to show up in a bigger way? I mean, I wasn't going out either. I didn't have a lot of plans. You know, everything was canceled. And so I just kept thinking, well, why don't I use this time to my advantage? And surely by way of that, I will come out the other side of this pandemic on the upswing. Whereas if I just sat here and twirled my thumbs and twisted my hair and waited for this to pass, I'd probably come outside of the other or come out the other side of this pandemic on the downswing, right? We know that in order to harvest, you have to be planting seeds. And so I I put on that farmer's hat and thought like, I'm just going to plant one million seeds during this crazy time. And I had no idea how long it was going to last, but I decided to show up bigger for the Visionary Method students. We changed to a weekly coaching time. Um, so that they felt that added layer of support. 
I decided to do daily Instagram lives. That was so crazy. I did probably um, 30 to 40 of them. So I showed up for you all daily just teaching. And you can head to my YouTube channel if you want to find any of those. Um, You know, I spent a lot of time just reconnecting with past students and asking them, how can I support you? Because I know that so many people were feeling paralyzed in this time. And thinking back to the promise of 2020, right? 2020 was supposed to be the year of vision. And a lot of you felt like 2020 was going to be your year. It was the start of a new decade. It was kind of the beginning of the 2020 vision era. And people thought, okay, I'm going to be so deliberate about how I bring my vision to life. And then the pandemic hit. And it kind of felt like the apocalypse. And, you know, as the world shut down, I felt like it was my mission to show people that this was a time to actually open up what has been inside of you all along. And gosh, I mean, was it exhausting? Was it tiring? Was it, um, was it hard and challenging to show up in such a big way for my people? And it's not like millions of people were tuning in. Like sometimes there was only a few people who needed support. Yeah, it was. But at the end of the day, I knew that my my goal in having the visionary method as a course and as mentorship is to be that visionary light and to be that person who sees in the darkness, even when you can't. And I saw it. I saw that there was so much opportunity. And the biggest question to be asking at that moment was, okay, now more than ever, why is my product or service necessary? And helping people to make those pivots and then making sure their marketing reflected that. So believe me when I say I also had moments of doubt and I also had moments of wondering, like what the heck is going on and what is going to be the outcome of this year? And should I just give up? Should I just stay in bed? But I actually feel like, you know, though 2020 wasn't the year of vision that maybe we all thought it actually was when my real vision was born. So I do see 2020 as the year of vision and 2021, I see it as the year of the visionary. It's those who had vision in 2020 of what was possible, even when it was dusty and murky and covered up. Now, if you had that vision in 2020, that slightest vision of, I think I could do this. I think I could start a business. I think I could get healthy. I think I'm worthy of investing in myself. 2021 is the year of the visionary. And I don't say that lightly because, um, you can only dedicate one year to the year of the visionary, but I'm making so many tweaks in my own life. I see all of our visionary community methods members making tweaks in their life and in their business because they know that if they want to succeed, if they want to grow, if they want to build a successful empire, they're going to need to be thinking into the future. And though this year may not be perfect, we're still in this pandemic. 2022, you need to set yourself up for it. 2023, you need to set yourself up for it. And that is visionary. It's thinking in the future. It's seeing the path that others don't see. So Make sure that you reconnect with that vision that you had in 2020 and this year you're thinking futuristic of what am I doing today to make sure that this brand is growing every single day um, and that 
I'm taking the right steps. I'm pushing over the right dominoes in order to have massive lasting impact in the future. So there's a little update for you on my forecasting of what each year represents. And I by no means am a mystic or a medium, but again, I I did really align with the 2020 year vision and now 2021, I am dubbing it. I am putting my little stamp of approval. 2021 is the year of the visionary. And as I say that, I'm staring at my office, which I have decorated all out in visionary vibes. There's polka dots on one wall. There's paint dabs on another. There's a poster that says, you already know visionary, uh, which is a quote that guides me. And there's all my favorite things in this room. So I'm feeling really committed to the cause. Now, I've obviously mentioned quite a lot already in this episode that um, I do have a coaching program called The Visionary Method. And The Visionary Method is a collective of online business owners, both in their very early stages or in their first year or two. And this is a business coaching experience that will give you the clarity and the frameworks and the connections. The connections are so important so that you can make your first 50,000 in business. So we meet every single Wednesday. You have full access to the course framework on Teachable and in our private onboarding call, I will explain exactly how to navigate that platform so that you know what you need to work on. And you'll also be plugged into so many other amazing perks of being a Visionary Method community member. So in case you're wondering like, well, what do we do each Wednesday when we meet? Um, Every single Wednesday is different and they're always recorded. So if you miss it, you can always watch back. But on January 6th, we are going to be talking about how to get your own column in Forbes or Entrepreneurship or Inc. So really how to get PR and eyes on your work and how to get your name known through media outlets. So that one will be fun. We've got a guest speaker coming on for that because it is not my expertise. Um, On January 13th, we're actually going to talk all about content mastery. So we're talking about what to create, how not to plagiarize other people's stuff while still um, coming up with your thought leadership. And I'm also going to be sharing a lot of Canva hacks because I know a lot of you guys are interested in Canva. You want to make your own graphics, but you're just not feeling like the master quite yet. So we'll talk about that. Uh, we've also got a training on how to sign how to sign five clients in the next five weeks. So really helping you to get some extra cash in your pocket and so much more. Um, you know, the Facebook group is always lit up. You always have access to myself and to other visionary community members because again, we are here to help you succeed in making your first 50,000 in business and we don't stop until you do succeed. So that's the visionary method promise and the guarantee. So, all right, I want to first let you know that if you would like to listen to my 2019 year in review, if you're new to my podcast and new to the visionary brand, then I do do this review on an annual basis. So I will link that in the show notes. Um, I'll also link the visionary method. I don't know if I said that, but just so that you can um, scope it out and see if we are the community for you. But um, this year I'm going to do it a little different. I'm actually going to share some lessons that I learned in 2020. So five lessons. uh, These are really extracted from 
the the many things that I learned. And uh, I want to share these five in particular because I think that they will help you along your journey of navigating 2021. So let's get in with the first lesson. So lesson number one, I'm calling it dream that shit. Dream it, baby. So in 2018, if we go back a few years, I actually dreamed about opening a co-working space or at least creating some sort of shared office space with some fellow women or female or motivated and driven entrepreneurs. So I really pictured it as this bright and airy space with Uh, a lot of natural light and plants and a coffee station set up and a place where between six and 10 women entrepreneurs could gather and kind of come and go as they please, but know that among their workday, they were not alone. Uh, Because at this point in my business, I was feeling quite lonely and quite isolated. And I'm sure many of you know, if you're working from home and if you are Um, building a dream and building a business, it can be a very isolating journey, especially if your friends and your family are not entrepreneurs. So anyways, going back to my dream of opening this shared workspace, I basically started, I want to say manifesting it, but really I was planting seeds and putting out clues to the universe that this is what I wanted. So I started searching for real estate. I started chatting with people who were looking to actually sell their co-working businesses. I posted in some Facebook groups, letting people know what I was thinking. And along that path, it actually brought me to a woman named Christina Crook. And Christina is an amazing author. She talks about digital mindfulness. She's actually been dubbed the Marie Kondo of digital, which is pretty cool. And I found out through a friend of a friend that she was also looking for a space. So I reached out to her and I said, let's chat. And, you know, we met up for coffee downtown Toronto a few weeks later. And ultimately, we ended up finding a space. And Christina or Christina's friend had seen it posted in a coffee shop. And it was pretty sketchy, nondescript. It was actually a office space that was still under construction. But it had the most stunning view of Toronto. It was located in my dream neighborhood because it was walkable from where I lived. It had a awesome craft brewery. It had the Drake Commissary right nearby. The Museum of Contemporary Art was right there. And I just thought, this is where Visionary HQ is going to be in 2019 and in 2020. And so despite the office being under construction, we both signed a lease. We, we just knew it was the space and my dream really came to life. Like I, I didn't know how it was going to come to life, but by putting out those clues, by setting those intentions and ultimately by dreaming that it was possible that I could afford it, that I could have my own space that I could welcome clients into, it was incredible. So I spent, I believe, 10 months there, and I think it was from December 2019 until October 2020, and it was such a fun, fun chapter of my life, and all of that started with this dream of being less lonely and and 
taking action on finding those people who could make me feel less alone and finding people who had that similar vision. So uh, as many of you know, I'm no longer there just because amongst the pandemic, we decided to also relocate about an hour and 10 minutes away from Toronto. So of course, that was no longer possible for me to maintain the office, but I must say it was one of the best decisions and most inspiring um, dreams that I've ever brought to life. So the lesson learned there in 2020 is to dream that shit because whatever you want is possible. You just have to go out and get it. So let that land for a second. Okay. Um, lesson number two is invest in yourself. Some of you do not need to hear this because you are already doing this. You have joined the visionary method. You invest in your health, your well-being, your self-care, your business growth, etc. But some of you are in this place where I used to be, which is frugality, which is actually not seeing anything in business as an investment, but seeing everything as an expense. But I want to ask you something. If you knew that you could double your income, so maybe you go from 100000 to 200000 If you knew you could double your income by investing 20% of last year's profits into this year, would you do it? So for example, let me go over that one again. If you made $100,000 last year and then by investing $20,000, you would make $200,000 next year, would you do it? Because, well, first, let me break this down. If you're not good at math and you're like, I don't know, Kels, (laughs) this means that you just pocketed an extra $80,000 as either a direct or indirect result of that investment. That's exactly what an investment is. It's putting money in so that you can recuperate it, hopefully. So this is essentially what happened to me when I decided to invest in the most expensive coaching program I have ever committed to. And I also did this back in December, 2019. So last December, I got the office and uh, also invested in a crazy coaching program that I didn't know a lot about, but I knew that there was something there that I needed to to have. And the program was about $20,000. And the results are exactly what I just shared previously, that I was almost able to double my income, despite it being a pandemic. So the, the learning here is to continue working on your belief in investment in your business. So maybe you're investing in landing pages or lead pages software. Maybe you're investing in, um, a social media manager for your business. Maybe you're investing in coaching or a course. Maybe you're investing in a retreat or in a workshop that you want to attend. Work on your mindset that that investment means that you'll be able to hopefully generate more income or impact, thereby putting that money back in your pocket. I still think back to that adrenaline rush I had. And it was actually a rush of worry. Like, oh my God, what did I just invest in? Because it was more money than I ever thought I would spend on a coaching program. 
but little did I know that I was able to take my income from where it was last year, which was already um, what I thought was good, but I was able to actually dream bigger and meet the right people who could lead me towards my next step. I was able to connect with entrepreneurs who would say, Kelsey, like you need this tool or have you thought about this or let me help you launch your event. And so though when I actually reflect on my income, I didn't actually double my income, but I ended up pulling in at least 40 to 50% more than last year. And I can truly attribute that to my investment in coaching and in connection. So um, moral of the story here, invest and work on your belief in investments in your business. Okay. Lesson number three that I learned in 2020 is to show up and lead. Now I already alluded to this in the intro, but I do think that a lot of my success of 2020, 20, no, a lot of my success in 2020. So this past year, was that I was unafraid to show up and lead and speak my truth when everybody else was contracting and to make sure that I was planting seeds while everyone else was planting their butt in the couch. And what I always come back to is that frequency and consistency breed trust in people. So if nothing else, just showing up consistently, just showing up for your business and for your audience and for your community on a frequent basis is often enough to stay top of mind for them, right? Um, You know, I, I saw a gap in the market in 2020 as well. I could see that there was a lot of people struggling, not with launching their business, but in creating a strategic marketing plan because everything changed in 2020. The same old marketing messages were no longer getting responses because our needs as human beings changed, right? We were no longer focused on buying the Prada purse or buying things that would be nice to have. We shifted as a collective into this more scarce mindset of, We don't even know if there's going to be toilet paper or if we're going to have money to put food on the table or my job security is not there, right? And so I sensed this uncertainty in the marketing plans of many, many, many freelancers and coaches and consultants and small businesses. So I decided along this lesson to show up and lead because I know how to build strategic marketing plans. And so I launched the very first round of the Marketing Mastery Intensive, which is a course that I will definitely rerun in the future. Um, And it tells entrepreneurs how to build a marketing strategy that makes them stand out. Now, this is not a one-size-fits-all formula because we know that if you want a one-size-fits-all formula for your marketing strategy, you can probably pay 10 bucks and go find a template on Pinterest. But let's be honest, if those templates really worked, wouldn't everybody be using them? (laughs) Um, So our approach throughout this 12 week course was to build a marketing plan for each of the students' businesses that was innovative, that was time honored, and that was results driven so that they could thrive during this pandemic. So that was really, really cool. I'm so grateful that despite my fears that nobody's going to enroll in a marketing course or have the money to spare, 
when we're in this collective global crisis. I'm so grateful that I, I showed up and I led and we brought a bunch of students through the program and it ended up being the most amazing group. Um, we all bonded. I think, you know, at the end there was just this big love fest of like, thank you so much. And you guys have all done so well. And then they turned the mic around to me and we're just saying how thankful they were to have this space and these connections. And, um, it's just a great reminder that if you have a gift and if you can lead, especially through crisis, please do it. Uh, because we need you to share your gifts and your brilliance with the world. Lesson number four. Now, this one might be a little bit triggering because I know not everybody's loving Facebook groups right now, but I will say that Facebook groups are amazing. And that was a lesson because I have resistance to Facebook too, but it is such an incredible platform for you to connect with dream clients, for you to um, reach out to new people, to learn from new people, to uh, do a lot of lead generation. And it's really never been easier, uh, especially in this global online marketplace. It's never been easier to actually connect with people who you want to talk to and to connect with your dream clients. So a few successes, um, just to share this, you know, first I connected with my office mate, Christina through a Facebook post. So lesson learned here. If you want something, don't be afraid to put it in a local buy and sell group or a local mama meetup group on Facebook. Um, I also was able to connect with at least I would say hundred or 200 people who were looking to pivot their marketing strategy. And I would share in a few groups that I was doing these free online trainings. And oftentimes I would get people joining them, showing up and often converting into paying clients in my business. So, um, you know, this lesson is not necessarily like big and profound, but it's just to remind you of the fact that there are people you can connect with and partner with and serve up with your gifts who are simply on a social media platform. Sometimes we really overcomplicate it and we think we need cold lead generation happening and then we need to build these fancy um, automations and then we need to, you know, send all these deals and all this stuff. But I use Facebook to instead create those one-to-one -one conversations in the DMs and to see how many people I can meet and how many people I can show up and serve. So there's your reminder that oftentimes the people who most need you are already in your network. And lesson number five, this one's interesting. Um, like I said, back in the pandemic, we were living in Toronto back when it started and then about a month in, we started to realize that, you know, I live with my husband and our dog and we were both working from home. I'm always working from home, but he got brought home when he wasn't on the job site. And we realized that we were just kind of hitting capacity in our one bedroom. We had been there six years. We loved our neighborhood, but we started to think of what else was possible. So we dreamt of where in the world we would like to move. So we considered moving to the West Coast of Canada, to the mountains. We talked about, you know, dropping everything and moving somewhere in Europe or, um, 
you know, reliving our days as camp counselors in Switzerland, which we did about a decade ago. But ultimately, we landed on the fact that we wanted to be near our family and, and be a little closer to where we each grew up. And so we decided to start looking at real estate in a small town called Paris, Ontario. It's a town of about, I don't know, 14 or 15,000 people at most. And we started looking for places and we thought, you know what, now is probably as good of time as ever to see what we can do, see if we can get into the market, see if we can buy our home because we're both working from home. Neither of us needed to be in Toronto for any particular reason. And it just seemed like the right time to see what we could afford and if we wanted to purchase a house. So any of you who have been through this home buying process, you know it can be pretty stressful. Like you'll find homes you love and then they'll be taken off the market or you'll get into a bidding war or the house will be sold before you could even put in your offer. And so we had a situation like this and uh, like this story is going to come full circle and I'll explain the lesson momentarily. But basically we bid on our dream home and after a tense 48 hours, we found out that we didn't get it, even though we had the highest bid and we were crushed. Okay. We spent at least two days like mourning the loss of this home. And we were so sure that we were going to get it, that Dave had gone out, he had bought in champagne, he'd put it on ice, <laughs> and he was going to surprise me when the deal went through and we were going to celebrate. And we didn't get it. And it totally crushed us, like I said. But about 48 hours later, we had to sit down and have this real honest conversation that reaching for these milestones of buying a home or thinking that a relocation will make you any happier is BS. Um, and I, I really do think this is true. I, I posted a quote the other day that said, wherever you go, there you are. And I love this quote because We've seen this happen. We've seen friends run off to foreign countries. We've seen people go travel to try and solve their problems. But wherever you go, you're still faced with either this deep sense of happiness and fulfillment, or you're left with that same feeling of discontentment, of feeling lack or feeling no purpose in life. And that doesn't change whether you get the house or don't get the house or um, you know, have the boyfriend or don't have the boyfriend, wherever you go, there you are. And in that moment, a really big lesson for me was focusing on inner joy and knowing that you could rip everything away from me and I still want to be happy. I don't want my life, and I know Dave's the same, I don't want our lives to be um, driven by these archaic milestones of get the house and have this, get the new car and have this, have the baby and do this, get the fancy title in your job and you'll somehow magically be happier. And the lesson of knowing that reaching the next milestone is not going to exponentially increase your happiness really brought me to this place of knowing that I need to be happy with who I am, with the values I carry, with the way I live my life, with the way I honor 
my inner knowings and inner callings with the way I tune into my inner voice, because that is where happiness begins. It's not in getting the house or not getting the house. And, you know, in those moments where we kept on searching for real estate in Paris and we would find a house and then wouldn't get it or find it. And then it would be taken off the market. We would look at each other and say, that's okay. Like we're not going to be any happier if we rush this moving process. And the goal is to be happy here now, not when you get the house, not when you get the car. And so I don't know if that lesson is clear, but it is something that really hit me hard that you can go search for external accolades all you want. But at the end of the day, if you're not happy with who you are when none of these things are around, then good luck because you're just going to keep swiping your credit card uh, without feeling that deeper sense of peace and fulfillment. So those are the five lessons. Um, I'd love to hear from you if one of those really landed with you or um, if one of those particularly impacted you. So that's kind of my wrap up of 2020. Again, what a year it was. I'm so grateful to have taken the last week or so of 2020 off. I only worked a little bit. I do have a hard time completely unplugging. Um, and you know, there's a lot to celebrate. So I'm grateful because I signed up for a three hour online event at the beginning of December called thank you live. It was my friend Blake who hosted it with his friend, Peter Katz, and they actually had us scroll back through our iPhone to look at all of the pictures that we had taken, because oftentimes the pictures kind of show the highlight reel. And it really reminded me how much of an awesome year it was despite everything going not so much according to plan. And, you know, it made me realize that in January I did get to travel for a business conference. In February, I launched the biggest round of the visionary method and I started planning for our 2020 bikes on wheels cycling club season. And in March, I was the maid of honor and the MC at my cousin's wedding out West. In April, we were, you know, in quarantine, but we soaked up every opportunity to hang out with the people who lived with us in our home. And in May, we again bonded a lot with the people who lived in our home because we lived in um, an old, old home that was split up into three different apartments. And in June, we would just lay in parks with friends and eat food and have drinks outdoors. And in July, we bought our first home, which is insane. August, I was out riding and enjoying the outdoors because the the scariness of the pandemic had kind of um, calmed down a little bit. In September, I went on an amazing trip with a, a lot of my family into Algonquin Park uh, had some great moments with friends in Toronto, knowing that we were moving. October, we, oh my goodness, we started meeting friends in Paris. We had nature hikes at night and started enjoying the landscape around us and um, really starting to furnish our home. November, I had some great nights with some of my old girlfriends uh, who I used to work with. And my mom and my dad and I spent a lot of time together and December, well, you know, the craziness of Christmas wasn't so crazy this year, but again, it was a, a season to still appreciate and to get stuff done around the home, even though we weren't 
with our family in the traditional ways as much as we usually were. So that's it. That's uh, really all I want to say for this episode. I hope you found some value in it and that um, what I shared resonates. Um, as always, if you have any questions or if you just want to chat about any of the lessons that I shared, you can always reach out to me on Instagram at Kelsey Rydell. And until we come to season seven, um, I wish you all the best in January. I cannot wait for what's to come with season seven of the podcast, as I've already expressed a lot in this episode. But um, until next time, visionary, I hope you have an incredible day and I'll catch you over on my Instagram in the meantime. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Visionary Life. I love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis, so it would mean so much to me if you could help me out by rating and reviewing the show in your iTunes app. You can also support the show by taking a quick screenshot of the episode and sharing it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Kelsey Rydell. I'll catch you in the next episode. P.S. Whenever you're ready, there's a couple of ways that I can support you. So first thing, if you're ready to make your first or next $50,000 in business, explore how the Visionary Method business coaching experience can accelerate your growth. There'll be a link in the show notes. Also, if you're feeling lost, confused, or overwhelmed when it comes to starting an online business, reach out and book a free revision call with me. I'll offer you customized recommendations on how to get unstuck so you can live a life filled with joy, happiness, and fulfillment.